From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland edition for the week of January 3rd, 2013. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulata-Willy, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Nancy has the first part in her Southern California 101 series. So we asked Nancy to take us around Southern California in a series of, well, what, what do we say, six or seven podcasts? Something like that. Something we'll, like that. We'll figure so out. This is, There's always more things that happen over so the years. She's going to so give we'll, us, what are you going to do this week, give us like an overview or something like that? Actually, yeah. Well, you know, we've always talked about on the show how, you know, now that the the passes um, that we can buy here in the U.S. are limited to five days at Disneyland, right. um, that people usually vacation for a week, so they want to find something else to kind of fill and stretch in that week. People have different requirements. Are they going to, you know, they'd like to see more of L.A., but are they going to rent a car? Are they going to um, leave Disneyland? Where are they going to use their home base? Are they going to spend time other places? So, L.A. is a darn big city, uh-huh. and there's so many choices of everything here. So how do you narrow that all down? What do you find around this area to um, interest you? And so I thought I'd start off with a couple interesting factoids. <laughs> you love that word, don't you? I do. I do. Well, I love factoids. Weird, useless trivia is one of my specialties. <laughs> yes. You excel, it is. I would say. Well, you know, I was really curious about this because, you know, when when you think about Los Angeles, you think about how big it is, how many people there is. You know, everyone always goes, oh, the freeways, they're they're so crowded. And people get all oddly panicked about it. And one of the things that's, when I flew out here for the first time, one of the things that I was always amazingly beheld of was the fact that the minute you start your descent in an airplane, which is, what, 25, 30 minutes out, there's nothing but city underneath you for that yep. entire descent. And so I did a little plucking around the U.S. Census website, and Los Angeles is not only Los Angeles City, it's Los Angeles County as well, and we always talk about Disneyland being an orange county. So... I kind of wanted to get an idea of how big these were in relationship to each other. And Los Angeles County is actually around 4,057 square miles. The Los Angeles City itself makes up only 470 square miles of that. And Orange County um, is a whopping... Uh, where's my stat? It is a whopping 790 square miles. Now, people-wise, Los Angeles County is has a density of about mm, 2,400 people per square mile. Los Angeles City has a density of about 8,100 people per square mile. And the Orange County area has a density of about 3,800 people per square mile. So that's a lot of people. It is a lot of traffic, and it can be very overwhelming for choices. So then we have to sit down and when you're thinking, okay, I want to do something in L.A., what do I want to do? 
I got to figure out kind of what kind of vacation I want. That would be my first suggestion. Some of the most popular vacation types, beach vacations, Hollywood and movies type stuff, Beverly Hills sites, university and sporting events. I mean, college football is huge here with uh-huh. USC and UCLA rivalries. And don't forget the Rose Bowl. And then some people, you know, don't realize that, you know, like we've said on the show also, the mountains are just about an hour to an hour and a half away. You've got Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear, um, which are really, really nice ski resort towns. There's just so many nature-oriented things you can do. You can drive down to the coast. You know, we always talk about going south to San Diego. Other directions you can go is you can go west. Um, And, yes, you can go west from Los Angeles because Los Angeles is kind of on a curve of the landmass. And you can go to Oxnard and Ventura. You can even drive up the coast to Santa Barbara. And there's Malibu and everything like that. So... One of the things I'd suggest is kind of narrow down what you want to do for a vacation, and that'll tell you kind of which areas of Los Angeles you want to hit. Obviously, for beach um, for beach vacations, you've got the entire coast, most popular being Venice, Santa Monica. Um, oh, gosh. Long Beach. Just start throwing out the names of beaches, Huntington, Newport. Newport. Um, All along the coast, Laguna, Um, whatever you want as far as a beach vacation is right there. And you can easily get to beaches in Orange County from Disneyland. And you can also easily, if you if you don't want to hit Disneyland right away, you can easily get to all of the um, more Los Angeles County beaches like Venice and Santa Monica you know, by staying overnight around in the LAX area or in one of the other cities. And as we break down throughout this series, we're going to talk about some of the the main um, tourism attractions or things that, because I know I'm going to rely on Mary Jo and Tony also a lot about this, is some of the major attractions that they feel are the most, you know, that we all feel are the most worthwhile and which section of town they're in. Also, which ones really aren't that far from the Disneyland Resort when you... Exactly. When you, I mean, if, if you base yourself at that in that area, which I always like that... Because some people will say, well, should I stay in Hollywood? Should I stay here? Should I stay there? I, I'm sure that we'll be talking with our different ideas. But yeah. sometimes, instead of spending time moving from hotel to hotel, yep. um, keep one base and just go from there and there's like you're saying Nancy there's so many places to see yep. we're just culturally rich in this area oh very much so very much so and in fact we've kind of sort of started a, a series on the blog called home based Disneyland on you know which is is using that same concept staying at Disneyland and where can you go and one of the biggest things I want to say right off the bat here is please don't be afraid to get a car here It really isn't that bad. Yes, the highways are crowded. Yes, they move a little slow. You know, plan on it taking you at least a half an hour to an hour longer to get someplace that that you think of. But because it moves so slow, your chance of getting in an actual fender bender are completely reduced. (laughs) 
completely reduced. Um, I actually am more comfortable driving here than I am in many other cities around the country. And Lord only knows I have been in a ton of cities for some of the, the jobs I've had in my lifetime. So I'm, I want to start out saying that. Now, we also have a lot of ways to get here. We have five major airports and a few minor ones if you have a, tend to have private planes or special, you know, connections, if you will. We've got trains. So when you look at that, you want to look at what kind of vacation you want to have, and that sometimes might dictate which airport you come into. For instance, anything in the beach areas can be easily accessed by LAX, John Wayne Airport, which is the Orange County Airport, or the Long Beach Airport. That's someplace a lot of people don't think about flying into, but JetBlue services them, mm-hmm. as well as who else. And parking is cheap, and you can get in and get out way easier than LAX. If you can, if you can afford it, I would say flying to. If it ends up working in your favor, flying to Long Beach. Another easy to get in, two other easier, easy to get into airports are also Ontario and Burbank. And once again, both of those, very, very easy. Burbank is an old style one where you, they actually wheel the, the stairs up to the airplane door and you walk down the stairs. And, you know, talk about feeling like old. We have ramps in Fresno now. Boy, you're just moving right up there in the world of social society, aren't you there, Tom? Got ourselves a Starbucks last week. Hot darn tootin'. (laughs) I just lost our Fresno listener. (laughs) Is that you? That's my mom. Because we know it's not Christy. No, God, no. (laughs) Oh, Lord only knows. Um for instance, if you want say you come in the wintertime and you want to do a combo mountain um, mountain vacation, maybe get a little skiing in and then come down to Disneyland, Ontario is your airport. Ontario and Burbank are probably about equidistant from the Disneyland Resort. I don't know if I agree with you. I think Ontario's closer. Time-wise, no, they might be no, equidistant. No, you're right. No, I think they're no, no. I know. I think it's actually the opposite. I think they're equidistant, possibly mile-wise. If yeah. I think traffic-wise, Ontario would be easier because I've flown into Ontario. Yeah. And as long as you're not going, as you're going opposite traffic, you can probably get from the Ontario airport to Disneyland in like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So I guess you're right. You're right. That, can I add, as I just re- basically just said something and disregard everything I said, you can get anywhere in Los Angeles slash Orange County in 45 minutes when there's no traffic. Yes. Yeah. There's remember the key thing was when there's no traffic. So you drive at two in the morning, you can go anywhere and it'd be no problem. Then then it'll be like the old days, 20 minutes to get anywhere. Heck, you can get from Burbank to Disneyland on a Saturday or Sunday morning before the traffic kicks up in 35 minutes, going a reasonably normal speed. Yeah. I get to San Diego, since we're talking, um, I go from north of Disneyland, so you can cut off another 10 minutes, to 
um, San Diego to the Chargers Stadium when I go to the games in an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm going like 70, so. I mean, you can really, like, um, Nancy's saying, Disneyland is actually a really good home base to go south, or to go north, or to go east, or to go west. Or to go northeast, or northwest, or so. Yeah. But, no, it is a really, it is a really great location. I think like so location. too. I think the word you're looking for is central? No, I like going through all the different directions. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, and if you think about that, while it doesn't look central, it kind of actually is. Like, I've got Google Maps pulled up right now, and I'm looking at Los Angeles and the relative square that it is um, from the 60 freeway to the 405 freeway. And, or not the 60, the... Uh, Here we go. 57. <laughs> the 57. Here we go with freeway numbers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> And that's another thing that we can talk about, too, is before coming out here, one of the things you need to do is pull up Google Maps for free um, and look at where the freeways go and how they're laid out. Because really, once you figure that out, it's not bad at all. Wouldn't you agree? Except for the 105 freeway. And they are freeways. Um, that uh, anything with a uh, an odd number goes north and south. Right. Anything with an even number goes east and west. I never knew that. So. Except for the 105. Yeah, I don't know how that fits. I've been confused by the 105 because that goes yeah. east west, but everything else it fits. But it, and then, the 105's kind of short and weird, isn't it? I know it is. It is. It's a Connecting freeway. It's, it's a, it's a freeway. It Mary Jo. What? An it's afterthought freeway? freeway? From, oh, I was calling it a freeway for Mary Jo because it's kind That's of... That's what I thought you said. Was, yeah. <laughs> More short jokes. What the heck? No, that wasn't going that way. Because I actually know what the 105 is, her her work is right off of the one. Oh, okay. My university was right off... No, that's exactly what I meant. Mm-hmm. The 91 kind of makes that a little weird, that rule a little weird though. No, 91. Yeah, the 91 goes east, what east? You're right. Then forget that rule. Okay, but I, that's what I, <laughs> that's, I was that's told, supposed to be the rule, Tony. But well, you was, know, you have to consider some of these freeways started off as simple roads. And, you know, have evolved into the network of mass transit they are today. <laughs> <laughs> so like that network of mass transit. Yes. Or network and mass parking sometimes, especially when it rains. And not a LA, fun drive. LA speak here, we uh, we we say the 105, the 405. <laughs> yes. yes. It was the freakiest thing to me when I first moved here from Missouri because we say interstate, you know, or highway or whatever like that. And I swore up and down I was never going to do that. Now I say V in front of everything. It's really bad. I tried not to. I just, I, there's no way, I, you know, we're just different here in LA. That's how people from Oregon and Seattle know, know that you're a California expatriate. You can call it the five. It's because you start calling the freeways with the. And then they treat you nastily. <laughs> I'm sorry, Oregon and Washington listeners. I they, didn't really mean it that way. They spit in your Starbucks. 
those dang Californians. So, anyway, where were we? You were talking about renting a car. That's okay. So renting a car and then go ahead and do it. And then you started talking about the mountains vacation, and then we hijacked it. Mountain vacation. Well, you know. And like that was a perfectly good hijack, though. And in fact, if you're interested in like in things like the the Angeles National Angels Crest um, areas and the um, Angeles National Forest, or even some of the other preserves, um, Malibu State, um, Creek State Park, um, Topanga Canyon. All those great areas through there, Zuma, the Zuma Canyons and the Trancas Canyons, any of those really cool nature hiking camping areas can easily be accessed by the Burbank Airport. That's true. Or LAX. Which, which so, is farther away than the Ontario Airport, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Tatsiki, I might not get it, but I got that one right. Yeah. Sorry. So, like I said, Decide kind of what you want to do and figure out then where your best entry point into the city is. Now, a lot of people try and combine, as we've talked about numerous times, um, going to San Francisco, hitting the Walt Disney Family Museum, seeing the sights in San Francisco, and then driving down the infamous PCH or California Highway 1 which snakes the coast all the way down into Los Angeles. And that is a gr- another great option. You get some beautiful countryside. It adds on to your experience. So right now we've gotten, we've given you several ways to kind of get into the city. Like I said, renting a car is really not that bad. It's very, very easy and quick, as we've said numerous times on earlier shows, to get up into Hollywood. More difficult areas to get into are, say, Beverly Hills, um, the area around UCLA, which is Brent, Brentwood and Westwood. USC is the USC area um, with the with the Coliseum and all the museums, you know, where our space shuttle is now. Exposition Park, it's Exposition called. Exposition Park. That was the word I was not remembering and trying to talk around. <laughs> <laughs> That's extremely easily accessible by just taking the five up to downtown and going south for a few exits. So you've got a lot of stuff you can do. Now, here's where, here's where we're gonna kinda taper a little bit because we're gonna have to eventually, like I said, do this in a series of about six or seven things because when you start talking attractions, like doing a theme park vacation, you're talking about multiple areas and splitting things up. And you're also talking about where specific attractions that you've heard of are located, how best to get there, and what they offer, and what you need to do to feel safe and secure to get to that area. You kind of need to know what areas aren't well-traveled. So therein lies some interesting some interesting discussions, which we will have as we go through our series. Now, if you were going to do extra things on your vacation, your Disneyland vacation, you had 
would you put them at the beginning of the vacation, at the end of the vacation, halfway between, you know, do a few Disney days and then something else? I think there's a couple factors that make that a a p- very personal decision. One nice cop out. No, no, well, I, let me, I let me let me go. I was okay. I was just starting to number. Them. Okay. And you know when I number, it's got a list. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Get back to that. There's some detail orientation in here. Number one, what it's like what we we talk about when when we say like a combo cruise Disney World vacation right. out of Cape Canaveral. Do you want to end with your Disney warm fuzzies? Right. Are, are, or are you so excited to get to Disney that you just can't stand it and you're going to burst if you don't do that first? And then once you're there and you're oriented, fine. If you're using Disney as, Disney as your home base, then that brings up a chance to take a break. Like say you arrive on, you arrive in Anaheim on a Wednesday. Maybe you want to take Saturday, if it's the summer when there's, you know, when there's World of Color every night and Fantasmic every night, and you want to get away from the weekend crowd, certainly taking a day and going to the beach or taking a day and going up to, you know, bet on the ponies at Santa Anita or something like that would be a good option. Uh You, or, you know, say you go strong for two days, you realize you've just absolutely gone too fast. You've overcommandoed yourself. Tom wouldn't know the meaning of that no. phrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you realize you need to, to kind of stop and give yourself a little Disney break, especially if it's, if it's not peak season. If it's the slow season and you commando, you're going to be you're going to be dead tired and you're going to be done the first two days. And the next several days will be spent repeating things. If it's the middle of the week in the slow season. So you're going to want to get other things done. You're going to want to see maybe what kind of variety you can add to your schedule. I think it also depends too, Nancy, because you, you have different options. Mm-hmm. For once you, I mean, for first you said, you know, um, keeping Disneyland as a base, which is what you're talking about right now. Yeah. But what about the travel up the Highway One if they're going to go to San Francisco or they're going to go to Santa Barbara or to to San Diego? That's another thing to to look at. Is are you going to split up your vacation into the Disney part and the yep. Other other side of California parts. Yep. So that's yet another option that's a personal preference. And I also think in terms of days that traffic is a concern. So if I'm going to drive, let's say, to Hollywood and do all that stuff, I'd rather do it on a weekend when I don't have to deal with commuting, the people that are commuting back and forth. And I think if I was going to choose... That might be my biggest thing would be not getting on, especially if I'm nervous about driving, is if I'm going to be driving all over Southern California and doing a sightseeing day or going to West L.A. or further, I'm going to stay away from a Monday through Friday, especially a Friday because of um, traffic. Definitely. 
Definitely. I mean, like I said, Sunday mornings are great. We should warn people, though, that Saturdays can be as busy as a normal freeway, as a weekday rush hour freeway in cities that have less traffic. And it's hit and miss. There's no... Yep. No rhyme or reason. I remember going down to um, Andrew Place Tennis in South Orange County sometimes, and it was 11 a.m., so I'm thinking I'm going to get th- – and it was just, why is this trap? That's the loveliness of Southern California. So sometimes you're just screwed. And another factor that we haven't even talked about um, that would dictate what days you're going to do what in your vacation – is are there any special events that you're coming out here for in particular? For instance, like sporting events thing. or something. Yeah, sporting events. You know, are are you going to see you know your team play USC or UCLA? Are you going to go to the Rose Parade? Are you going to go to the Rose Bowl? Um, are you going to go to yeah. the live to the live LA con- you know concerts? Yeah. LA are you going to? Are you are you coming you. to see yeah. you know? Springsteen, or not Springsteen, but, you know, are you coming to see your favorite band in concert at the Staples Center? Because that's one of a couple performances. He was actually there performing. Well, yeah, I know he was actually there. But, yeah, I mean, as far as, as far as that goes, look at the dates on what you're interested in. Is there, are you coming down on the tail end of a special exhibit in a museum that may be only, you know, at one or two museums in the country. You know, that's definitely going to dictate. Um, if it's if it's closing midway through your visit, you're obviously going to want to go there on the first portion of your visit. So don't hesitate to look around and see what kind of interesting activities there are because our museums, we have such a an odd wealth of unique special events here. You never know if you're at a museum, is somebody going to come in and give a big lecture? You know, is Tim Burton coming in one night to talk about his, art, his artwork stylings, um, you know, for his movies and, and his book? And things like that. That happened at Lachma. You never know then too if you're if you're going someplace and you want to hit a club and you know you want to hit a club on the Sunset Strip and all of a sudden you know Rage Against the Machine shows up and pops themselves on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you just never you just never know here. I mean, we went to a comedy club one night just for the heck of it and. Who was in the audience? I can't remember, but some famed comedian was in the audience, and he just... So famous you don't know. (laughs) I think it was, what's his name from America's Funniest Home Videos? Bob Saget? Bob Saget. Oh, my God, God. he is filthy in contact. Oh, then it was... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's him. That's him. I know. He's awesome. And, you know, he pops himself up on stage and does a set. Impromptu. So... You just never know what you're going to find in the area. So keep yourself open to those types of things. Don't be afraid to venture out. And I think one of the, some of the things we're going to cover as we go forward throughout this series are things like the Griffith Park, all of the Griffith Park offerings. If you're going up to Hollywood and you want to go do Walt's Barn or 
any of those types of things. What other offerings are there while you're up there? Um, other things are, you know, Museum Row, um, which contains the infamous La Brea Tar Pits, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, the Peterson Auto Museum. And before I went there, I thought I would never tout this place, you know, tout an auto museum as a must-see because I'm just not a car buff. Oh, my God, it's one of the coolest museums I've ever been in. Is that the one with the car on the side of the? Yes, that's yeah, and they all and they change that car out like every now and then. Do they really? Yeah. Pay attention to that. Yeah, they change the car out like every month or two. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's a car that's about what? It's a real car. High in the air. Sticky. Yeah, it's on a. And it's on an angled. It's on an angled awning platform. Yeah. It's on an angled awning platform, so it's. It's really, you know, it kind of defies gravity that it's there. But, but yes. So you've got a whole wealth of treasures down on Wilshire, which you can hit easily if you're, if you're doing this, the traditional tourism thing of hitting Rodeo Drive. Uh, you know, we may throw in some suggestions on if you're going to stay in a different area, where to stay. If you're going to drive to Vegas, which way to go, how to go. So we still got to book the Megabus, Tony. Yeah, we do. <laughs> the Megabus? I just got a, oh, yeah, yeah. The Megabus to Vegas. Vegas, yeah. I just so, got a um, thing through the um, L.A. Socials. For $9, it's a tour of the Hollywood sign. Nice. And, and I, could bring, I could bring somebody, Nancy, if you want to come. Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Another cool thing, I just saw this on the, I just saw this on the news, um, or commercial while I was watching the news, is So that it must be true. <laughs> no, it, well, of course it's true because the Discovery Science Museum, which is just about three or four exits down, down Interstate 5 from Disneyland. You mean down the 5? Yes, dear. <laughs> the 5. The 5. That was it's got a brand new exhibit on Indiana Jones and the history of archaeology. Yes, well, that's that is opening up. So you know what? A, another fun Disney tie-in, as Tom and I were were talking about on uh, on the computer this morning. You know, it's like, oh look, that actually ties in rather well <laughs> to your vacation. You know, go ride Indy in the morning and go, you know. Do some Indiana Jones type activities in the afternoon. Cause the Discovery Cube, um, the Discovery Science Center is known for its hands-on exhibits. It's a great place to play with your children. There are also a lot of different cultural festivals too, but mostly we're just gonna take different areas of town and talk about what the tourism value is there and how to get there, not to worry that, say, you're driving up to 57 to go up to, uh, <laughs> to the, to the 210 to get yourself to Pasadena. You're gonna be driving through very odd mountains that look like you're not, like you're obviously gonna be lost. You know, our freeways are weird. You either go straight through tons of industrial, and tons of industrial, and tons of residential behind walls, and tons of that. And it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. One of my favorite things to say about Los Angeles 
is that all of the city boundaries blend here. Yeah. You kind of have to look to know when you're in one city and out of another because they've basically just grown up and grown into each other. Yeah. Well, when I'm coming down to Disneyland, it's like I go, it's like Anaheim City Limit, Fertile Chin City Limit, Anaheim City Limit, as I'm going down the freeway, it jumps back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But then when you get to some of the outlying freeways, like the 405 or, or the 5 as you're getting up into the Grapevine, which takes you um, to, say, Six Flags Magic Mountain, you get these big, huge patches of nothing but pretty country. Uh-huh. I like the drive up, up the 57. It can be a little confusing at times. You need to keep a, keep a good eye out on where your freeway signs are or keep your GPS handy. Um, certainly a Garmin is very, and we have no relationship with Garmin, is very handy. <laughs> you know, when you're, is very handy when you're, you're navigating around here. Heck, I use my little, you know, maps on my iPhone all the time to just try and make sure I'm triangulating into the right place. But once you got an idea where you're going, it's not bad. It's pretty easy. And in in fact, I've talked to many people that, you know, once they've done a little bit of it, they want to come out and experience other things. Uh-huh. And then Disneyland becomes kind of, you know, the, the days at Disneyland sometimes become a little bit shorter while they add more things on. But this is definitely a city for add-ons. So hopefully you guys will be able to find some good stuff. If anybody has any questions or topics about this that they'd like us to delve into, feel free to write us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com and we'll be more than happy to, uh, you know, take a look at some of those areas and maybe incorporate them into our segments. She means literally take a look at those areas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why the heck not? I, as, you know, since Tom and I talked about, um, you know, having me do, you know, the hometown girl stuff, I, I keep thinking of all these really great places we could go and do and things I could write up. And so I think it's a good time. I think we're going to end up really expanding our Southern California portion of the site just because, you know, we, we have so much to offer. Excellent. There you go. Thank you, Nancy. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.